All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. It's Fit Nation. Where it began. I can't begin to knowing, but then I know it's growing strong. Wasn't the spring, and spring became the summer. Who'd have believed you'd come along? Touching hands Reaching out Touching me Touching you Fill it up with only two And when I hurt Hurting runs off my shoulders How can I hurt when holding you? Warm Touching warm Reaching out, touching me, touching you. Fit Nation. If you have not had the chance, check out our first book, 13 Step Guide to Success. It is available on paperback and Kindle editions through Amazon. If you are listening or watching for the first time, thanks for joining and be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps. And of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel, the underscore Misfit Nation. 
So you'll stay up to date on all episodes as they're released while also having the opportunity of getting to hear stories of our amazing guests. Speaking of which, our next guest was born and raised in the Cache Valley. At the age of eight, he began to realize that the home he lived in was peculiar. His parents still own that farmhouse, built in the mid-1880s. Strange experiences such as phantom knocks, loud boots, running up the stairs, and missing objects became commonplace for him as he grew up. With each run-in with what he called the man in the hat, his interest in the paranormal grew. His parents forbade him from telling anyone of his experiences that, for fear that others in their small community would think what they would think. He found solace in learning everything he could about his encounters from library books, as he reached his teen years, his friends would visit his home and have their own experiences. This opened the door for him to tell others of his experiences. As he shared his extraordinary stories with his friends, friends of friends came to him sharing their stories with their brushes of the supernatural, which has led to where he is now. So without further ado, let's welcome to the Misfit Nation, Mr. John Olson, author. Hey, All right, thank John. you. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate the opportunity to come on and, and talk with you. I'm glad we were able to connect uh, via this uh, beautiful internet world we have now where <laughs> linking up with people is a lot easier than it used to be. I wouldn't have to try to run into you by happenstance around the world. And uh, this is a lot easier this way. Yeah, so, it's, it's it's amazing the way you can just connect with people now. It's it's great. You get the virtual high five, virtual handshakes and get these things going. It's it's awesome. Mm -hmm. So, John, if you don't mind, uh, tell us a little bit, middle, little bit more about the backstory from uh, your experiences as a child to how that shaped to where you are now. Yeah, so like you mentioned, I, I grew up in northern Utah, and in the home I grew up in was built in 1883. Uh, it was originally built by the railroad, um, and it was part of a farm. Back in the day when they were building the railroad, that's how the government paid the railroad to build the railroad, was by giving them land, which they would turn around and either use or sell off. And that was a farm up here that they had done that with. They'd partialed it off and then sold it. Um, it has been in my family since uh, the 1920s. So uh, a lot of that time, it's been part of my family. But as I grew up, um, I didn't take long, you know, about eight years old, I realized that a lot of things that happened in my house didn't happen at my friend's house. There were strange things going on. And uh, it just piqued my interest in the paranormal. And I, I started reading everything I could and, and watching everything I could. I, I remember as a kid watching the reruns of uh, the uh, show with Leonard Nimoy, um, In Search Of, which always had paranormal stories and stuff. So uh, it just kind of grew from there with my own stories. And then later on, as I did share my stories, other people started coming to me. And then uh, as my first book came out about five, six years ago now, um, it's even grown further to where the first couple books were, you know, Northern Utah and the West. Now I get stories and interview people from Mexico all the way to Canada and all the way across the United States. So, so, so your reach has actually grown via, via your, uh, your research and of course your, your first book coming out have you uh had contact like with a lot of the the famous paranormal guys that are out there now have any of them reached back to you since your book came out um i you know i've got to meet a lot of different people out there um in the paranormal world um i've i've interviewed with jason hawes from ghost um, hunters and um shannon legro she's a big one too she's got a podcast as well and does television shows and i've just met a lot of people it's it's 
amazing because the paranormal world, you know, there's a lot of great people in that and kind of like-minded people. So it's been nice to meet a lot of different people. I bet, it, I bet it's opened up and once your book came out, once they got to know who you were, I'm sure that opened even more avenues as they introduce you to friends of friends and that keeps going on and on. So yeah. you, you get to go to more and more of the the shows that they put on, uh, I forget what they're called, the uh, Spirit Con or Paranormal Cons and stuff, and right. uh, the conferences, and uh, that'll help you build your brand and also learn more about other things other people are, are seeing or hearing and maybe compare that to some of the experiences you had as a child. And yeah. speaking of which, when you were, I mean, as a, a young young man growing up and having all this stuff happen, at first, I'm sure you were just taken aback by it, like, what is going on? Uh, were you ever frightened so much that you didn't want to be there or were you just trying to absorb more and more of it? You know, there were a very few occasions where I was actually afraid. Um, I remember one time I actually did see a full body apparition, uh, which was the guy you, you mentioned, the, the man in the hat. That's what we called them as kids. Um, and uh, I came home from school. I was about to turn on the television. I was alone in the house and uh, he walked into the front room and I could see through him, but I could see he had a white shirt and overalls and a wide brim hat. And he sat down in the chair across from me and started rocking back and forth in the, wow. the rocking chair. Um, and I closed my eyes and I counted to 10 and I opened my eyes and he was gone, but the rocking chair was still rocking. And so I ran out to the front porch until my mom came home. But so there were a few times when I got really, you know, I would say I was scared, but the older I got and the more experiences I had, I just found it more fascinating than, than scary for sure. I mean, that, that, I'm, that would scare just about anyone walking and having a man in a hat sitting there with his yeah. overalls on uh, and rocking in a chair while you're trying to figure out what is going on. Your mind's like, Whoa, you're right. What's, what's happening. I'm just a young man. What's happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And I, I understand that in a small community, your parents probably were very worried about the, I guess, the the stigma that might get put on your family if you started broadcasting this stuff was going on in there. It was, oh, that's that crazy family that thinks they see things <laughs> in their house. But where, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure in that area, every house up there was probably built around the same time or even older. And they probably had experiences too. They just didn't want to share too. Right. And, and that's what's interesting is, you know, as I, started sharing my experiences as a teenager it was amazing to me how many people started coming to me and sharing their experiences and it you know it eventually grew not not just ghost stories but ufo stories and bigfoot and cryptids and all different kinds of paranormal stories so yeah we when i was growing up we had a couple things happen in our house uh we lived in an apartment in new jersey and uh, one day we came home and we had the crucifix and, and my mom and, and almost all our rooms had a crucifix, but the one in my mom and dad's room, we came home was upside down. Oh, wow. Cool. So that, that threw us off. We had, uh, my mom had the priest, the, the family priest come in the, and he did a blessing of the house and it seemed like everything was all right. And then uh, one of my cousins, uh, he died uh, by a suicide and uh, mm -hmm. we were at a gathering. It was a Christmas time. So all the family was at the house and we took a picture and he was actually in the picture. Oh, wow. He came out. So that, wow. that threw everything off. And the, the priest had to come back in again and bless the house. And yeah. so it was all, it, that was my first two experiences. And then uh, later in life, I was stationed at Fort Raleigh, Kansas with the army. And Fort Raleigh, Kansas is an old base, old military base from back in the Custer days. Oh, wow. And so there's a lot of limestone. So a lot of stuff uh, keeps the energy and all that stuff there. 
and I was in one of the oldest buildings and we was waiting for a, a hell and farewell we're doing that night. So I, I stayed at work and I was going to take a shower. We had a shower in the building. I went down. There's the only one in the building. I got in the shower. All of a sudden the light went off, turned back on and there was a bucket in the shower with me. Oh, wow. That would definitely be freaky. Yeah. So that was the one time I actually got nervous. I ran down the hallway just with my towel and I got dressed in my offices, ran out the building. So, just edit out. <laughs> so that's enough for me right there. So, so yeah. I've had experiences too, and uh, I understand uh, not wanting to share sometimes, but that one I, I've shared and uh, I've laughed about that one a lot many times with my other friends from Fort Riley who also had weird experiences out there. Oh, yeah, that's that's amazing. Yeah, it's funny how some places tend to just seem to hold on to to spirits like that. So, especially older ones like that, uh, you know, amazing men that have come through there and and all the history there okay they said uh once custer left they said never change don't change the base and you know of course he never came back because of, of what happened up there and uh, they they said his spirit haunts the base because he never was able to really come back all right gotcha <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so have you done any um i guess ghost hunting like a go and actually do investigations at other people's places or just do you just collect stories from others and listen to how, what they have seen? So um, on occasion, I will get invited to go um, with groups. Uh, there's several groups in this area that I'm good friends with. And um, my wife and I will get invited to go on investigations. And those are really fun to do um, when we can do those on occasion, which is, is nice. And I also have the opportunity because of my books um, people will come to me if they have a problem in their home or something, and uh, I'm usually able to talk them through it. We go through and, you know, could it possibly be something that's explainable, which it is, you know, quite a few times. Or And if it's not, you know, what is it? What can be going on? So, you know, uh, and and if it's further away than that I, I can get to, I have groups that I uh, trust to go and, and help those families out. So it's kind of since my books came out, uh, it's kind of been a lot of different things that I've been able to do, which, you know, like you say, you op it opens up different doors for you all the time and um, just really fun, all, all the stuff to be able to investigate and look at. Definitely. And I'm sure a lot of the, the stories that you've heard are just amazing as well. And I know you're encapsulating those in, in the books and as well as trying to help those who have those stories. But what's the scariest story that you've heard? Oh boy. Um, there's been so many. Um, I'll tell you what's, what's fascinating to me about the stories is, um, when I get a story and I'll, and I'll share one for an example, I'll get a story and it feels like just a one-off scary story. And this is one of my favorite ones because what happened was, um, I, I had interviewed this guy. It happened to him when he was a kid, they were camping and they always camped with their family, uh, extended family and everything. And him and the cousins were playing, it was getting a little bit later in the afternoon and they were playing um, hide and seek. And he was the one that had to go, you know, seek people. And they were all told they couldn't get too far away from camp. They weren't allowed to get too far away from camp. And he found a few of the other cousins, but he had a cousin that was a couple years older than him that he really looked up to. And he was trying to find him. And he noticed uh, away from camp towards this little canyon draw that went up the the hill uh, he could see his cousin behind a tree and his cousin was waving for him to follow him so he walked up to the tree and his cousin was gone and he looked up the trail and his cousin is further up the trail and 
is waving him on and so he fall, goes up to the next tree and again his cousin's missing and and this happens quite a few times until he realizes he's really far up this canyon and away from camp and his cousin is again you know up further waving for him to follow and he just gets a really weird feeling he knows it's not supposed to be that far so he yells that he's you know he's not supposed to, we're not supposed to be this far away from camp i'm going back and he just got a creepy feeling so he he ends up running back to camp and we get when he gets there his mother's like where have you been well, you know it's time for dinner and and he says well i was following my cousin up the canyon and he looks and his cousin's sitting on the at the fire eating a, a hot dog and wow. he goes how did you, how did you get, how did you beat me back here and he goes you know i didn't and his mom's like he was hiding under the trailer i saw him hiding there the whole time so it was something else that was trying to lure him away from camp that looked like his cousin that was you know not an adult but almost a, an authority figure you know how when you're younger you got an older friend or an older cousin right and he was really freaked out about that so i i wrote that uh, story up um and put it in one of my books and it was amazing to me how many people contacted me after that. And they were like, I thought I was the only one that had that experience. Um, I think I've interviewed up to like four people, four or five different people now who have at some point in their life had an uh, either a, a brother or, or a sister, you know, something mimic a brother or a sister or an old or a cousin and try and lure these kids into abandoned buildings or into the woods or away from the house. And it ends up not being their brother or their cousin. And um, so that was, it was a scary story that I thought might be just a one-off really scary story that ended up being in a, a phenomenon that I was aware, unaware of um, that was going on. So it's really interesting when something like that happens, scary like that. Yeah, that's kind of, that kind of makes you think that, Maybe that person or that entity was trying to lure him to either be kidnapped or something along the way as yeah. well. Some evilness ab above on the top of that hill or on the other side of it where no one could see. So that's, mm -hmm. that's kind of wild. And, and the whole time thinking it was his, his cousin the whole time. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was really creepy. So, in fact, I had a, a woman contact me shortly after and she'd had her she had been on the other side where her cousin came back and was yelling at her for trying to get her to go up the canyon, you know, further. And she's like, I've been here the whole time. And it was right less than a mile from where the original had happened. So wow. it's, it's really kind of creepy <laughs> for sure. <laughs> did you get to visit that site after or, or did you just have to go based on what they said? No, it's, it's not too far from where I live okay. um, in the mountains. I've been there a lot of times actually. Um, growing up here and um when i was younger the the woods was my place to be you know hunting <laughs> fishing and so i know a lot of the area and so I, i've actually been able to go there specifically where that happened and, and see it it's it's kind of fascinating did you have any weird feeling while you're there like uh, sometimes people say they feel either a, a shift in the weather cold or hot when it shouldn't be or anything like that when you were in that area not at the time but i do know that area it's up at the it's up uh, Logan Canyon, which is Logan Canyon's the main canyon, and it's way up further up where this happened. But um, there is a lot of folklore and a lot of ghost stories associated with Logan Canyon wow. um, from, you know, um, orbs and, you know, just there's a place called the nunnery. It was uh, originally a nunnery 
um, up the canyon and it's supposedly super haunted and it's just amazing you know a lot of stories that that are in that area Bigfoot is a big um, big person you know a lot of sightings in that area so it's just really an active place in all kinds of paranormal so it's it's got to be fun for someone like you who enjoys it and also to bring others in now that your network has grown to maybe have them come visit and see if they can get any of those same experiences and help your your community there because i mean that's that's a wild story there and uh, you'd hope that wouldn't happen to someone again there yeah exactly <laughs> you never know so and right. i i often wonder how many times you know somebody did go too far and we never heard the story you know so right <laughs> and we don't know what, what actually happened on the other side <laughs> right exactly <laughs> exactly so you you have five books out right now I do. I have five books out now and I'm actually working on my sixth one right now, which will be out in August, I'm hoping. So, yep. And all those are on Amazon? Yeah, all of them are on Amazon. Uh, if you just look, if you look up uh, Stranger Bridgerland book series, um, it'll be there. So um, it's, it's easy to find. Or you can go to my website, which is strangerbridgerland.com and um, people can find the link to the books there as well. And I've seen in your bio, uh, the about glitches in the matrix what is that all about so um when i when i started interviewing people and uh getting stories there were certain set of stories that really didn't fall into any other category um it wasn't ghost it wasn't you know a cryptid it wasn't anything like that and so i kind of call them glitches in the matrix they um some of the stories are um skips in time for example I have a story of this this girl, and she she just graduated from high school. And in the summer after she graduated, she worked at a bookstore, and the bookstore was about uh, thirty minutes from her house. And she lived with her mother still; it was just her and her mother. And one morning she got up; she had to be to work, so she was getting ready in the bathroom, and she walked out to tell her mom something, uh, talk to her mom who was sitting in the front room, and she walked into the bathroom. And the next thing she knows, she's in her car about 10 minutes down the road from her house. And she's in shock and she pulls to the side of the road and she looks at her watch and, and it's the same time, like it, it's the same time as when she looked a minute ago, but she's further down the road. So she calls her mother on the phone. And the first thing her mother says is, why are you calling me from the bathroom? And she goes, I'm not in the bathroom. I'm down the road. And she goes, no, I just watched you walk into the bathroom. And she goes, I know I walked into the bathroom. Now I'm down the road. I don't know how I got here. And she, she, so not only did she have, you know, this skip somehow where she was in the bathroom and then she wasn't anymore, but she had her mom that could verify that. No, I watched you walk in the bathroom and her mother got up and opened the door because she thought she was playing a trick on her and she was. <laughs> She wasn't in the bathroom and her car was gone. She can't figure it out. So um, it's kind of like a skip somehow or something that doesn't doesn't quite match up, you know, something that doesn't make sense. Uh, a few other things that can go under glitches in the matrix is if something that you remember doesn't, it like the facts don't meet what you remember it being. And I'll, I'll give you a quick example of that as well. I interviewed a gentleman from Colorado. She, he grew up in a small town in Colorado. And after he graduated from high school, he went away. Um, he served for his church 
on a service mission for two years. And this was in the 90s. So um, the only way he could really contact people was by letter, by mail. And uh, when he came back from uh, being gone for two years, he found out um, he, he was working for a company that was installing, you know, some computers or fixing computers. And he went to this house and he's like, oh, this is my friend's house. And he went in and there was an old lady there and he asked and she said, oh, the family moved away when their daughter died. So he he's like, oh, so he went to the library after work and found his friend's obituary. She had died um, from a, an appendicitis and and he went to the her graveside and and saw her grave and everything and was, you know, really bummed because it was a good friend of his. Well, you go forward, you know, many years in the future. He went he went to Utah, went to school, got married, lived in Utah. And one one year, him and his wife went to his old, you know, went to visit his mother for uh, Thanksgiving and they were in there. And she said, oh, his mother goes, I forgot the whipped cream. And he goes, I'll run up to the little store and get the whipped cream. And so he leaves and there's a lot of people bustling around in the store getting the last few things for Thanksgiving. And um, he comes around the corner and runs into a shopping cart and looks and it's his friend. And she's got a little boy in the cart what? and he's he's kind of in shock. And he's like, oh, and she goes, oh, I haven't seen you in forever and gives him a hug. And and he goes and he's just really confused. And he says, um weren't you sick like after high school or you know and she goes oh I had appendicitis that burst and I almost died but you know I I was I made it you know but it was really touch and go for a while and and he talks to her for a second and then he just leaves the the um, whipped cream and drives right to the cemetery and her headstone is gone where it was and so his memory of her dying and seeing the headstone that he remembers so vividly, it's different now. Now she's alive and there's no headstone and she never really died in this, whatever you call it. She came close to death, but didn't die. But he remembers, uh, his memory is of her dying and, and visiting her, you know, her grave and everything. So um, it's, if you've heard of the Mandela effect, it's almost like a personal Mandela effect. It's the one where people are remembering things differently than how history says they really are. And so um, there's a few of those as well, kind of strange things like that, that I've interviewed people and, and got their strange stories. Wow. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. intense. <laughs> yeah, that one was really intense. And he was really freaked out, which obviously you would be, because he's like, I felt like I was seeing a ghost. <laughs> but yeah. So. I hope he went back and got the whipped cream, and brought it back to his mom's house. Right. Trouble too. <laughs> I know, exactly. So yeah, so, so the glitches in the matrix are just different, um, strange experiences that just don't make sense that happen to people, but don't necessarily fall into the other uh, aspects of the paranormal so, wow yeah so all the i mean since since ghost hunters came on the air there's been tons of stories of paranormal that have come out uh that have been across the united states that have been broadcast now i'm sure there are like like for you a lot of local stories but now all of the big stories are out there like uh, sanitariums and stuff like that what one of those stories would be something you'd like to go and just visit and see if you have any experience? Um, I've got, I've got a bucket list of places that <laughs> I want to go visit. Um, there's several in the United States that I can think of, like um, the, uh, the famous one that's down near you. I can't remember. It was um, 
a, a sanitarium down there, which is very haunted. Um, there's several places I would love to do a tour of, um, like Scott, the Scottish um, castles as well that are really super haunted um, in Europe, uh, different places in Europe. Um, and uh, just, I, I don't have it in front of me, but there's a lot of different places I'd love to see. I'm really trying to convince my wife to go with me to um, the uh, the Stanley Hotel in Colorado and, oh, yes. and spend the weekend. That one's, that one's on my list. It's on, it's on the shorter part of the list because it's close <laughs> enough that I could actually get to. So you but, can almost reach out and touch that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's a famous one. That's not too terribly far from me, but yeah, there's a lot that are, that's going on and that I'd love to go see. So yeah, the one by here is the Waverly Hills. Yes, that's and, the one. Uh, we, we went up there one time we were up there for something else actually. And me and my daughter are big, uh, big fans of the paranormal. So we wanted to go there, but it was closed that day, but we drove up and there's a fence. And as we got to the fence, it was about 80 something degrees that day. All of a sudden, both of us had chills through our whole body. Oh, wow. And someone appeared across the woods in front of us out of nowhere. I said, well, I guess this place does have some stuff. Let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That, yeah. That's so a we, cool we got experience. Without going in. So it, uh, yeah. I, I believe there is stuff at, at the Waverly Hills. I don't know yeah. if you're brave enough to stay there overnight, but I'd, I'd go there to check it out for maybe the six hour tour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep, exactly. <laughs> the other one too, that's actually not open for tours, but it's here in Utah that I would love to be invited to would be the Skinwalker Ranch here in Utah, which has had a lot of strange things, UFOs and paranormal and everything involved. So you said it's a Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. Skinwalker Ranch. In fact, they have a television show about it on, um, I think it's on discovery. They, they, they go through some of the stuff that they, um, that the experience that they've had there. So it's, uh, they have UFOs in, in that part of Utah. Um, it sits on the edge of a mountain range. It's called the Uinta mountain range. And um, I've got a lot of stories from different people uh, just from the Uintas and um, that part of the, the Utah with UFOs and Bigfoot and ghosts and, and skinwalkers. And it's just a crazy place, uh, that part of Utah. So just the name skinwalker makes you think it's going to be a creepy place. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> that leaves a lot, a lot more to the imagination than it needs to. Right. Exactly. <laughs> With your five books and your network growing, I'm sure you get a lot of speaking engagements. When's your next speaking engagement and where is it going to be? So I'm working on some right now um, that aren't official uh, last year my wife and i put on a paranormal conference here in northern utah para x and it did so well we're in the process of doing another one this one will be a two day long october 14th and 15th in logan utah and um, i'm putting that one on and also speaking at that one and um we'll, we're going to be slowly announcing some of our guests um coming up but that's going to be a lot of fun if any any of your listeners are in the area of that last year we had people come from all the way from las vegas to it so oh, um, it was a lot of fun and um and then hopefully I'll, I'll get some more speaking gigs there's um i'm in talks with a few and if any of your listeners are looking for um, people to talk at paranormal conventions i have a place on my website as well they can look up and, and contact me there so awesome man 
it's good that the family does it together. So I'm guessing you, has your wife had other experiences before you two got married and you just, that's how you linked in or just by happenstance? Um, she, she had a couple experiences in her life. Um, we, I, I married Annie about seven years ago and she's actually been instrumental with all of my books because I'd been collecting stories for all these years. But when I met Annie, seven years ago and I had to we were dating and I had to kind of confess because she's like what are all these stories that you have and I said <laughs> I had to explain what I did but she was she says well what are you going to do with them and I said well so one day I want to write a book and she goes why don't you do it now and she was just great in like everything she's been my editor and helped me pick the stories and and so it just kind of snowballed from there from the first one she's been just instrumental in all of it and then also with the paranormal conference you know she's right there with me getting everything done and and she's been great so yeah it's kind of a family affair for sure and that's awesome that you can you can both share it and you have your your biggest cheerleaders right there in your house with you so that's yep. good Mo your motivation and cheerleader right there in the house and i mean that's you can't ask much more than that nope nope that's <laughs> great so <laughs> So if someone wants to get in contact with you, is the website the best way or is there other avenues? Yep. On the website, strangerbridgerland.com, there's all the information about my books. Um, there's a place to contact me on there and find out more information as it comes out about the Para-X. And just that's the best place to, to find all the information. Um, most of my book, I have all my books that are on, they're on softback and Kindle form. I have quite a few of them on Audible. I'm working on getting the rest on Audible and all that information is right there. Awesome. Uh, John, thanks for taking some of your time this evening to, to share your story with the, the Misfit Nation. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. It's been a lot of fun. Awesome. Uh, have a good night. You too. I've been a liar, been a thief, been a lover, been a cheat. All my sins need holy water, feel it washing over me. Oh, little one, I don't want to admit to something. If all it's going to cause is pain truth in my lies right now we're falling like the rain so let the river run he's coming home with his neck scratch to catch black sweat jackets and dress slacks mismatch on his breast jacket he's a sex addict and she just wants to exact revenge and get back it's a chess match she's on his back like a jetpack she's kept track of all his internet chats and guess who just happens to be moving on to the next actually just shit on my last chick and she has what my ex lacks she loves danger, psychopath And you don't fuck with no man's girl, even I know that But she's devised some plan to stab him in the back Knife in hand, says the relationship's hanging by a strand So she's been on the web lately Says maybe she'll be my Gwen Stacy To spite a man And I know she's using me to try to play him I don't care, hi Suzanne But I should've said bye Suzanne after the first night But tonight I am I've been a liar, been a thief Been a lover, been a cheat on my sin He found out, now she feels deserted and used cause he left So what he did at first to her too Now how am I supposed to tell this girl that we're through It's hard to find the words, I'm aloof Nervous and sued, I want this to hurt But what you deserve is the truth Don't take it personal, I just can't say this in person to you 
So I revert to the studio like hole in the wall diners. Don't have to be reserved in a booth. I just feel like the person who I'm turning into. Irreversible, I prayed on you like it's church at the pew. And now that I got you, I don't want you. Took advantage of my thirst to pursue. Why do I do this dirt that I do? Get on my soapbox and preach my sermon and speech. Detergent and bleach is burning the wound. Cause now with her in the womb, we can't bring her in this world to the new. To use protection for our pit until you're forbidden fruit. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Hey, what can I say? If life was a highway, deceit was an enclave, I'd be swerving in five lanes. Speed to the high rate, like I'm sliding on ice, maybe. That's why I made, if came at you sideways, I can't keep my lies straight. What I made you terminate, my baby. This love triangle left us in a rectangle. What else can I say? It was fun for a while, but I really would have loved your smile. Didn't really want to avoid, but fuck it, what's one more lie to tell an unborn child? Being a lover, being a cheat, oh, my sins need holy water. Feel it washing over me. Well, little one, I don't want to admit to something. If all it's going to cause is pain, the truth in my lies now are falling like the rain. So let the river run.
You know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on Fit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, please become a supporter to help us carry this thing on. We appreciate you. If you know someone that brings that energy, has a great story, is an up-and-comer in any industry of music, in the arts... Have them reach out to us on TheMisfitNation.com. We will get back to them within one day and get them on here so they can share their story with the world. As always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling. Because we are Fit Nation.